everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we're talking with Eddie Lee, who is currently understudying the role of Hamilton in Hamilton. His story of perseverance and courage is one we can all learn from, and we'll hear how family and friends can be the support system you need in your career and in your life in general. But before we get there, if you haven't listened to the introductory episode, please take a moment to do that now. All right, places for top of show. A native of East Lansing, Michigan, Eddie Lee is the first Asian-American male to join the ensemble of Hamilton on Broadway. And guess what? He now covers the role of Hamilton. He's an actor, singer, dancer, voiceover artist extraordinaire, and you can see him in Tick, Tick, Boom, as well as hear him doing animated voices in Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, and video games like Pathfinder Kingmaker. Is there anything he can't do? We're going to find out. Eddie Lee, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you for having me. So the first thing I want to ask you is how does a boy who grew up in East Lansing, Michigan, who was on his way to med school at one point, end up auditioning for Hamilton? That's a really great question. <laughs> um, well, first, I guess the impetus was actually You Got Served, the the movie. I watched that in high school. Um, I don't. That's dating me, I guess, at this point. But it made me want to learn how to break dance and then like open the door to like finding dance and acting uh, with theater. But I went to um, MSU to study kinesiology and you have to do an internship to get your degree. And I ended up applying at uh, an internship at a personal training gym where one of the trainers became my mentor. And one day she asked me if uh, I really wanted to do medicine. And I said, of course, yeah, I've, I want to help people. Um, that's like the path that feels the most right for me. And she told me that when I worked with clients at the gym, that I had this light and spark that I didn't have when I talked about applying to med school and taking the MCAT. And she looked at me square in the eye and said, I want to make sure you're doing what you want to do and like what makes you happy because oh, it was wow. a lesson that she learned uh, later in life. And so she passed that on to me. And when she said that, it made me rethink everything. I mean, I, of course, I wanted to go to um, college for musical theater, all of that stuff. But I found out really late in high school and my mom kind of was like, you know, there's people that have been doing this since they were kids and have been training all their lives and like it doesn't make sense like for me to like watch a movie be like I want to learn how to dance and all this stuff now so thanks to my mentor there at that internship that it's what got me here what led me all the way to this path and, so yeah. can you tell me about your audition for Hamilton what was that like and how did it go yes gosh my uh, audition for Hamilton was long <laughs> uh, <it laughs> I bet was, it was <laughs> yes I think I I went in around like 11 times or so that's like uh, I went to an open call got a call back but didn't go any further then so six months later I went to another open call no call back there another six months later I went in got a call back as well but nothing further but then like two weeks or so later they were also doing uh, auditions for the, the Angelica tour and I was like they've already seen me a lot should I go shouldn't I go but I didn't have an agent at the time so I was like you know what let me let me go again because that's this is the only chance that I'll get to show up in the room. Oh, I love so your I persistence. Again. This yes. is such a lesson, listeners. This is yes. such a lesson. Okay, keep going. <laughs> of course. But so I, yeah, I went again. And again, it was like, again, two weeks later from that Broadway open call round, got another call back, got into to sing a little bit more. And then they invited me to a boot camp, which is, it's like a week long process. They get a handful of us that they're interested in us in, but they don't 
quite know exactly where we might fit. We learn bits of the show. Uh, we get to see the show. And so I, I did that. And then after that, we did another, a final round for the Angelica tour and I didn't get it. And I <gasps> no! was, yeah, and I was, oh, fascinating. I, yes, yeah. <laughs> I was devastated because I was like, yes, studying really hard. I was like in it. I went, I like went and saw the show like a handful of times. I think any chance that I could get, I was like, let me see, let me like absorb this. And I was like, did I do something wrong? Was I not good enough? All of those, oh, you know, all um, that self-doubt. Yes. All the self-doubt a negative talk comes in and bless my mom. I was, especially with her, I was like telling her, I was like, I'm kind of crushed. I was like, I don't know if like I did something, if they don't like me anymore, all of that stuff. And she was like, well, you were so close. You have to keep going. Oh, um, oh my gosh. You have to keep showing up. And yay, mom. Yes. Yay, mom. And like this from, from my mom, who at first was like, when I first told her I was going to do this, she was like, she was devastated and, and was like, she was always like doing research for me, all this stuff. Like when I said, I didn't want to do med school, she like came back and was like, you want to do PT school or something like all of these <laughs> things that she's trying to help me. But she, yeah. she listened to me, trusted me that I, I went on this crazy journey. But so, yeah, I, I then shifted my mentality a bit and was like, you know what? Hamilton wasn't the it wasn't the I right think. show at the right time. Yes. I mean, it, it was that. And even even when I thought about it, I was like, I came to New York to perform. It wasn't to be on Hamilton. I didn't even know Hamilton existed. So let me keep just creating and um, I was with a choreographer friend that I met on my first um, regional show, Miss Saigon, Jennifer Jankishay. She created a group called The Bring About that was bringing dance and that creative element in the creation process of a show at the beginning instead of at the end. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So she was um, holding these group sessions that were like 12 to four or like on a full day and we would just go in and create. And I was like throwing myself into that going into other auditions and like another six months around later, Hamilton comes back. They ask if I would come in and I then had a different mentality. I wasn't like trying to get in the show. I was like, let me just have fun. Mm. Let me create and explore in this audition um, instead of coming at it. Like I've done this for like a year and a half now. And, um, <laughs> yeah, different mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was when I got the call to join the Broadway company. Um, so for this one, it was um, for Male Ensemble. Let me just recap for a second, because <laughs> what you have said so casually is incredible. So here you are going from med student to like musical theater, and you are auditioning your face off for mm -hmm. all of these versions of Hamilton, like multiple songs, multiple roles over the course of like over a year, like a few weeks later, six months later, and you're not getting it. And then you get really close to the tour and you think you're going to get it. And then you don't get it. And then your mom comes in and says like, don't give up. I mean, yeah. this is incredible. And then Dang. you audition for the Broadway company and let, and did you have an agent or no? I, I didn't. <gasps> no agent, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and where are you now in the most successful, like internationally known show mm -hmm. understudying the main character? Like, I just want to give it's a crazy. shout out and applause to you. And not only Thank to you, you for your perseverance, because that takes a certain kind of incredible mindset where you did not give up and you didn't say like, you know what? They've seen me enough. If they wanted me, I would be in the show by now. I'm not going to go back in, but also for your entire support network, like your friends and your family saying like, no, you should keep doing this and you should try and look at it this way. Look how close you came because yeah. that can often 
make or break a career, your moment. Mm -hmm. You never know when your moment's going to come, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always say that it's like, I think my blessing in this life is the people that are in my life around me. That's always been like my common denominator as I've experienced the world right now. Yeah, as you're navigating all of this. Um, Can you tell us, so when you got into the show and they were like, Mm -hmm. okay, you are now a member of the ensemble and you're going to have to learn this part and this part and this part. How Mm -hmm. many parts did you have to learn and was your mind exploding? Like, how did you handle it? What was your first like impression of what you had to do? Well, so (laughs) the first thing I was hired for actually was a replacement because one of the ensemble members was leaving to assist with choreographing a show. So I was actually hired as George Eaker for three months. Okay. So you played uh, an actual role in the ensemble. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was what I was hired for. My second day of rehearsal, my stage manager calls me and tells me that uh, there's a uh, man six who's um, one of the cover tracks that that guy had an injury and they were looking for maybe a little bit extra coverage. It was a simpler track, but she was wondering if I could, if I would be down or interested to learn that track to perform it in a week and then like to help with coverage and like be like a swing for that. But then still, when the time came for my original contract to be eager to start, then I would jump to that. Uh-huh, so I was uh-huh. like, and at that point I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm sure. doing, I'll, I'll, <laughs> l- let me try it. I was like, I've, I've, I don't know. I've never learned a show in, in a week or all this stuff, but I'm down. I'm game to try and help out. And okay. So, learned a show in a week. Just, just want to, just want to yeah. underline that. Keep going. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but so that was my like first foray into swinging. I like learned that part and then did a couple shows, then went back to learning man three, which is George Eaker, um, actually had like one mid-show swing on that I had to go on for six. Um, I did, I was like out in the lobby reviewing my George Eaker track. Cause for me, I know for me that I have to like do repetition so that the knowledge is in my body more than yes, it is in my brain. I was going to ask you about your process. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like my process, at least for, for Eaker. I had to swing on mid-show. It was crazy. Uh, what happened? Also- Wait, can you tell us what happened when you when you go on uh, mid-show? I don't think we've even had a story about that on the pod yet. Oh, really? Oh my gosh, yeah. I had some fun ones. I actually had to mid-show swing on yesterday. Oh, <laughs> tell us. Fun. Yeah, I know, of course. Well, for this one, the Burr at the time had rolled his ankle. And again, Man 6 covers Burr. But so our Man 6 had to mid-show shift into Burr and I had to jump in to be Man 6. And I was oh like in gosh. the lobby- I like happened to look at my phone at the right time where like, again, it was from my stage manager and was like, can you come backstage? And I was like, I like rushed back there. They gave me the scoop, Nick shifting to Burr, uh, you have to be man six. Um, and then they like got me into costume and Mike and everything. And I was, I jumped into the show at um, Guns and Ships. Um, oh my gosh. Like midway, midway, midway through the show. And again, the, it's like not even just for the swings. It's like the costumes, um, the like, stage management, sound, they all have to like move so quickly. Like, and especially with Hamilton, there's so many costume changes. They're not just getting me into costume then and then not thinking about it. They're thinking about every other point after the show that they have to switch out that costume for whoever yes. was supposed to be on for me. Sound it has to like communicate it to like the front of house so that whoever's mixing knows to like sh- add my mic there. And it's like, there is a circus happening yes. <laughs> back there around you, like 
with, as you're saying, like the entire costume and wardrobe team, switching out all of those costumes on racks, prepping them for where your quick changes might be on stage or in the dressing room for women, there's wigs involved sometimes. And then, yeah, the microphone, you have to get that mic pack off. You have to get it on another actor. (laughs) Hopefully those people up in the booth that are doing the sound, they're trying to match your level, like, and it's immediate and on the fly, like at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. and seamless I feel like from the audience you never would know what that that happens and it's incredible <laughs> that is wild now when you went on yeah. for Hamilton were you given a heads up at certain times or were there other times where all of a sudden you were just on because I know that you mm-hmm. have been on for that role which is so exciting. yes yes um I so that's crazy too because so afterwards I mean after I started as eager it was a month in they ended up asking me if I'd become a swing because our dance captain was leaving. Um, so I became a swing. A fast forward um, year and a half later, after I've learned all my tracks, because I wasn't originally hired to also cover Hamilton either. Yeah, that came later. Was, yeah, that came later. I was, I ended up asking if I could understudy someone. Right. And... Oh, that's right. Please, please, please tell me this story oh, yeah. <laughs> no. because you're in the show and you're busting your butt and you're saying yes to everything. Like, could you possibly take mm-hmm. over this role? And you're like, yes. Can yeah. you, like, in your swing? And you went, like, yes. Yeah. And yeah. then, yes, yes. Tell me the yeah. story of how no. you kind of asked to be an understudy. Of course. Yes. I'm one that I've grown up to like, you know, not rock the boat. Don't totally you're like all of that stuff but totally I I was like backstage and and talking with all my swing friends and everything um as the show's going on and I was kind of in a space where I was like do I want to just coast and like I had also the inclination that I would like to understudy a a character role or get that experience or everything Mm -hmm. but I didn't know also at that point how to go about asking about and all that stuff and yeah I was talking to to my friends and they were all just like ask they said ask and um you know you work hard and everything and they can say is no and then you'll be back to where you're at um yes oh those are good friends again great friends (laughs) the common denominator of my life of course I'm like nervous like up the wazoo and and, and, yeah because as an actor you're like you kind of feel you know oftentimes you're the low man on the totem pole and like you said you don't want to rock the boat and you don't Mm -hmm. want to sound presumptuous and you sound you want to sound grateful but like you kind of want more like I totally get it yeah yes yes it's such a fine line and everything but um but I did I ended up texting my stage manager asked her and she was really gracious she said well that that still goes through casting um so you'd have to audition again um, what uh, parts are you are, are you thinking of or that you'd like to try to audition for and everything? And at that point, I was like, well, I think Lawrence Phillip. I was like, it's, it's a smaller part. I'm younger, so I think I could play that. Like, I think it'd be like an, an easy uh-huh. uh, kind of fit for me. She was like, okay, great. I'll talk to casting and I'll, I'll get back to you and, and let you know. Um, and I didn't hear anything for a, a long time. And I was kind of like, okay, I guess the answer is yeah. no. <laughs> guess I was it was like, a That's no. fine. That's cool. Um, and then she ended up texting me during the show once and being like, Hey, can you like stop by before you leave? And I like came in and she like sat me down and was like, so I know that you were talking about Lawrence Phillip, but she said, we have uh, a lot of Lawrence Phillip coverage. I actually don't need that coverage right now, but I was wondering what you'd feel like understudying Hamilton. Oh my God. I'm and being just... like an emergency cover. And I was like, like literally like shocked, uh, jaw dropped to the floor. And I was what? like, um, yes but at that point I was like I don't know if I can do it and everything um but like yeah that'd be amazing I was like I didn't think I I, I was thinking that it would be 
what a couple years down the line if I've left the show or something when I get older that I could like fit that that yeah and yeah. everything but she was saying you've been such like a great employee a great swing uh, you're you're always showing up and at that you point, proved doing, yourself. Yeah, you yeah. proved yourself over the years and people <laughs> were watching and people were noticing. Can you give a shout out to this amazing stage manager, the stage manager, uh, the ASMs, like, because hello, hello, yes. ladies and gents, yes. you guys are an incredible team. Absolutely. They do. They make the, they make the whole theater run. And they do. Us- and I'm really excited because on the pod, I'm actually going to have a stage manager sub who's going to come and talk about their role when having an ASM or a production stage manager swing in yes. to oh a gosh. show and what they do and hearing from <laughs> their perspective, <laughs> which is going to be crazy. Yes, I'm sure. Eddie. Okay. Wait, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> the first time you went on is Hamilton. Like, mm-hmm. tell us, tell us about that night. Tell us about what you were thinking. What was going on in your mind? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, oh, yeah. So then that answers your other question is I did know um, coming into my first show that I was going to be on. How long did you have to learn it? Uh, they were like, OK, let's do this. Let's you're going to start learning Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And you're the date you're going on is when? Like, how long did you have? Do you remember? Let Ballpark. I think I found out in March and then I went on in June. Okay. Um, so I think I had I had a decent amount of time to learn like the the music, the rapping, the singing, and the uh, the staging mm. and everything. And they mm. gave me kind of ample time to mm-hmm. um, let all of that marinate and sit. <laughs> because <Yes. laughs> that's the one thing with this show is that you can get all the information, but it feels crazy at first until like a, a couple weeks in or so, then it like settles. My, my yeah. friend always uh, gave me the imagery of like, it's like a snow globe where it's like, when you're first learning, and I feel like it's probably like this for any show, is that all like you get little bits of pieces of information that you're like, yes, I know that, I know that, but like it's all crazy and everywhere, and then eventually it just settles down, and you're like, oh wait, I do know this. Yeah, I can <laughs> um, put those pieces together. Yeah. yeah. So I was ha- I was in like you know s- snow globe mode <laughs> all of those months, and really, it's one of those uh, I've learned now in uh, I've I've taken therapy and I apparently I catastrophize a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> so, so what was going on in your mind? <laughs> so it's just one of those, especially for me, uh, I, I have like perfectionist mindset, which is not always helpful, but I'm like, ooh, I'm going to like screw up a line. I'm going to maybe forget everything mm. that I've learned. Uh, yeah. I'm going to like run into someone else and like screw up their show. Like yeah. all of these thoughts are like, you know, are trembling on the surface. But at the same time, I'm having to be like, well, I learned it. I haven't had any like too crazy, like anything crazy. If it messed it up. Yeah. Yeah. But then, of course, it's like, well, I haven't done that. So, of course, it's going to be the show that I'm like, like have my first like major screw up of all that stuff. Oh, Um, my God. (laughs) It's like a crazy cycle that happens for us performers, I'm sure. Um, Yeah. You have to quiet your mind. It's so hard. Yeah, Yeah, it is. I, I, I remember like taking breaths backstage and again, I'm so thankful for like the cast and um, my family and friends that were like there at the show and supporting me. And I knew that they were there and they were with me. So I was just like, I have to go and I just have to go and do it. And um, I definitely at the start of the show had like my nerves were like on a 10. Um, And yeah, the funny thing is that I did. I had like a little flub at the story of tonight reprise that's after helpless satisfied where it's like a dialogue with with Burr and it's one of those that sometimes I say Aaron Burr sir sometimes I say Aaron Burr and he says sir and vice versa yeah and it was one of yeah. those that I missed that and like 
forgot the next line, but like jumped on it really quick. And the show kept going. And I was like, I screwed up, but like that happened. And like, it's okay. But like, dang, like uh, I didn't get like my perfect show or whatever. It happened one more time at the end, like I think in nonstop. And I was like thankful for that because in act two, I was like, you know what? I've already screwed up. I can't have a perfect show. So who cares? Let me just connect with people, look at everyone on stage and mm -hmm. just go. Be present. And it was like, yes, be present. Because imagine that, be present and not worry about it's making so a hard. Mistake. Yeah, it's, it's so, so hard. hard. Yeah, but it's like, I just had to have like those little missteps to get me out of that like locked mindset of like having to be right, having to do all the information um, correctly and, and everything. And yeah, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and so- you've been on more than once. So can you tell me how that experience that first time differs from maybe the last time you went on? Is there, is there um, an evolution that happens? Oh, yes. Um, so I think I've been on, I've been on four times for Hamilton. There was that first time I ended up going on a month later. And then the next time I went on was six months later. Uh, right oh my goodness. Before, right before the pandemic happened, like a couple weeks before the pandemic happened. So the six months later is crazy because at that point, I'm like, I haven't quite thought about Hamilton in a while. And it was, thankfully, I had some heads up like a week or so before, instead of it being like, you oh, have nice. to be on like immediately. Tomorrow. So had, <laughs> yes, exactly. So I had another little buffer of time. But at, at that point, it's crazy because I'm like, oh, it's a new cast at this point too. Um, oh. So I like had to, uh, or at least bits and pieces of like the cast had changed. Yeah. Um, but then you had time to do a put in, right? Or like you had time to do I didn't some have rehearsal. time to do a put in. No? I had time to watch and then be able to like set up some rehearsal times for Maybe to, like, like certain numbers that you needed yeah. or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was, so that was crazy. Cause at that point I'm like the same, the same, thing kind of plays in but then now there's this extra element of I did it before but now it's been six months yeah so it <laughs> like, feels like you're doing it again for the first yeah, time <laughs> exactly exactly which like works in its favor too except as, as long as you don't think of <laughs> like I need to learn the information again it's like I, you have to trust the information's there I'm just now rediscovering new things with the new elements that are on stage and the new people and that's also an exciting thing too yeah yeah yeah. Well, congratulations, because I know that you've been on, um, like you said, four times, mm -hmm. and that is just a huge, huge accomplishment. If you think about, I mean, where you came from, how mm -hmm. you got there, where <laughs> you are now, what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, it's so it's so exciting. So then COVID happened. What yes. happened when COVID happened? Like, to, not only to the show, but to you mm -hmm. personally, like, what was going through your head and, and, and what did you guys have to do? Did you stay in New York? Did you go home? Like walk us through what happened. Actually for me, my body and everything was hurting. An eight show a week schedule is pretty crazy. I bet um, it was. Yeah. Just like rehearsals and everything. So for me, it, well, one, it was, I think, especially since it was like so sudden and it was like, we'll be back in two weeks. I was kind of like in the mentality, okay, I'll, I get to rest my body, my, like my voice, everything. And then we'll be back and it'll be great. And so like me and my girlfriend, we like cleaned up the apartment. We were like resting. Um, her family lives out in Long Island. So we ended up going out there for a little bit just to be with family. And then it kept getting pushed 
back and 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 everything and it was like oh when when i realized that it wasn't as finite as we thought of it and it was going to be an ongoing thing that was when like the shift happened we ended up moving out of our apartment uh moving in with my girlfriend's family um we ended up driving to michigan to like visit my mom for like a handful of months cuz i didn't know when the next time we'd be able to see her um <laughs> and it was something that actually at, at that point voiceover was a great I don't want to say distraction, but since everything else stopped, but voiceover kept going, I ended up having to pivot shift and get the equipment, learn how to do that so that I could work from home, yes. which I think helped my mind not kind of fall into where, like, what do I do, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and like with the world being stopped since I had like that other element that kept going. Um, yeah. And where am I going to get my next paycheck? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of my experience with the pandemic. Um, and when with, did you hear that it was coming back? Well, actually, Hamilton was great. They were incredibly communicative with us. Like we had, at least with our own individual company, they were having weekly Zooms just to like sit and get to chat and have like a meeting space for all of us. And, oh, that's and so nice to stay connected yeah. as a company. That's yes. so, so nice. What a good idea. Yeah, I know it was incredible. And that was just as like each, I think, individual company did that. And then every like two, three months or any like time we had big information come in. Um, we had like a full company meeting and they would like talk us through and they were always really supportive to be like, we're coming back. We're going to come back strong. Uh, and we're all going to do it like as a family, as like the ham fam, as they say. Oh, um, the ham fam. I yeah. <laughs> I know the rhyme is always fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we didn't get the information until spring of 2021 that they were like, we're like aiming to come back in the fall, rehearsal in the summer. They were giving us the information, but they were, of, co of course, they were like, if anything changes, we'll, we'll let you know. But that's like our aim mm -hmm, and our mm -hmm. goal. And, and so we did, we started rehearsals August of, of 2021 last year and opened and um, had another crazy scare with the Omicron during the holidays, yes, but we're, yes. we're still back and we're really, really fortunate that we're able to still still do this. And, For sure. Um, I mean, did it change your personally? Did it change your outlook and your perspective about being a performer? Yeah, it it did in the sense of uh, we actually had a new Hamilton uh, or a new understudy go on as Hamilton last week. And I was sitting out in the front and just watching how watching him shine, everyone shine and seeing the like incredible thing that we that I'm a part of and that like was created and seeing how everyone in the audience was impacted by it and like laughing and crying and I had just a, a crazy moment where I was like sitting behind the audience and just being like this is what I get to do this is what we as performers get to do and how we get to affect and um, impact the audience or like the world around us and it was like just like an immense gratitude that like we're able to come back to it like yeah it hit me later of like oh shoot this is special. It's like a special thing yeah yeah that yeah Speaking of, you know, the impact that you guys have had, I mean, obviously the show is an international sensation and it's a huge impact, but can you talk to me about specifically the role of being sort of, you know, of being Asian American and coming to this show, having previously played roles in like The King and I and Miss Saigon, but then suddenly, you know, it's kind of opened up in terms of the kinds of roles that you can play, which is a huge shift that Hamilton brought to not only Broadway, but to the world. Can you yes. talk about that and what it means for you? 
it's been such an incredible thing. Um, and I don't think I realized it when I first started, because when I first jumped in, I didn't know the history. I was just like, I want to perform. These are the shows that like I fit in. So I'm going to show up to those and, and everything. It was like after I joined Hamilton, I remember I, I would go to dance classes and like other Asian performers and dancers were there and they like would come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, you're, uh, uh, you're Eddie. You, you're, you're the one who like got into Hamilton. Like, uh, that's so incredible. It's like really inspiring for me. Cause like now I know that I can, if I work hard, I can like get into it too. And I didn't like, that was like the first moment that I realized how much of an impact that is with me or like oh, wow. that, that there's just me doing that. Like I, it, in my mindset, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I want to be the first like Asian to get into the show or, 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 or mm -hmm. all of that. Like that wasn't my goal. It was just to perform and like this show really connected with me because I really like hip hop and I'm a hip hop dancer and like it's theater. So I was like, this is like probably the only show that I can do aside from King and I Miss, like, Miss Saigon, all of that. Yeah, but I mean, to look at what's available on Broadway in terms of the casting and the shows where quote unquote you fit mm -hmm. and to be like, okay, um, there's one. Like, I think right. there's one out of however many, 10, 12, 15, where, mm -hmm. where I can see myself, where I can audition for that. And mm -hmm. that's what was so great about Hamilton in terms of, yes. <clears throat> excuse me, really diversifying the kinds of performers that we got to see and opening that world up to say, wow, look yeah. at all the talent, look at, you know, what the kinds of shows that are on Broadway and what could be here and what we're missing. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. so extraordinary. Like, I Absolutely. just find that so, so incredible. And like you said, you're like, you weren't really thinking about that at the time. That wasn't part of your mindset. It was just like, okay, I'm an actor. And like, oh, okay, there's one I can go for. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. suddenly to be a part of that, it must yeah. have been an incredible feeling as the, as the show progressed and you realized kind of yeah. what it was meaning to people all over the world. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, even on my first show when I was man six and jumped in, there was uh, a little Asian boy, Leo, that ended up getting uh, getting backstage. Um, he was in like a full Hamilton inspired uh, uh, garb. And like I, I saw him like waving at me or him and his mom waving at me. And they like came up and were like, we saw you immediately as you walked out. Leo ended up seeing my picture in, in the insert since it was like my first show. And he was like, oh, my gosh, this means I can be in the show. And it's like a six year old little boy. He had like grabbed Hamilton. Uh, at his like talent show there was like buzz about him with that so like it was also crazy that like for me also man six he, he he's a he's a cover track more so so he's like kind of on the periphery and I didn't think that anyone would really be looking at me or, or, yeah. or anything but it just shows the impact because he saw that as a little kid and then immediately they were they were saying that they were trying to point me out every time I like came onto the stage and that's like inspired him we've kept in touch and he's like learning music learning dance and everything and oh my gosh it just shows it it, it just shows Eddie. The, the, yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy and that's only the one that i've i've met and i'm sure there's more and oh hundreds and, yeah, hundreds. yeah hundreds like thousands at this point with with all the companies that hamilton has yeah. and, and it's really such an incredible thing that i hope this wave keeps going and keeps changing so that it's like it embraces all of us you know not just in uh, uh, boxed in roles or specific things it's like we can have those because those can be important for like historical things or, or, or stuff but it's also like we can have extra, uh, historical pieces and like flip it on its head and like do whatever and it's still yeah we can incorporate still, race and gender in a variety yeah. of different ways that we weren't really yeah. doing before 
And it proves that not only can we, but it can be super successful and Mm -hmm. super inspirational to so many people out there. Well, Eddie, I just want to thank you for coming on the pod today. I always like to give a little incentive to the listeners um, who go to the website and subscribe and become a patron to help, you know, with the show. And if you go to www.waitinginthewingsbroadway.com, you can get access to behind the scenes content. And I know that you are going to do some really cool stuff. So can you tell me what our listeners will get if they subscribe, what some of the behind the scenes content you're offering is? All right. Yes. Um, For my incentive, I am going to send some freestyle clips, uh, freestyle dance uh, of of different things on the stage. Um, On the stage of Hamilton? On the stage of Hamilton. Yes. Or like different angles and things like that. So like you get to see a little bit of the stage and I get to I get to practice a little. You get to see um, form of expression comes out. Out so on cool. the moment on the spot and I'd also encourage anyone that's interested in dance or performing or anything to also do that for yourself pick a song that you like um set up set up a camera and just play and see what happens because it's it's kind of like an invigorating freeing experience so yeah that's my incentive and I hope you guys like it Eddie, thank you so much. I know they're going to love it. I'm looking forward to it already. I can't wait for it to show up in my inbox so that I can watch it and upload it. And we just want to give you high fives and big hugs. You're such an inspiration. And we wish you all the best, my friend. Thank you for creating this podcast and also giving all of us swings, understudies, and even like PSMs like on on all sides. Thank you for giving us this platform to shine as well. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, Amanda here. If you enjoyed this episode, please visit the website www.waitinginthewingsbroadway.com and unlock some of that awesome behind the scenes content. Thanks.